welcome back to A Creative Affair. This is Bree, and I'm here with Len, who's in Sydney. <laughs> I'm always surprised. Not surprised. I'm just amazed that we can do this from the other side of the world. I think it's awesome. <laughs> well, it's a, uh, a lovely, wet, cold day here in Sydney, and it's early morning, so I'm just up, and uh, you know, you're finishing your day over there. And uh, isn't it so lovely to be able to get together across the world and talk about creativity together and uh, bring such a, an amazing conversation together? Uh, I so love what we do, Bree. And uh, um, for our listeners there at, at home, we've been chatting for the last hour and uh, we had to really stop ourselves uh, to come together and actually record <laughs> I know. I'm like, Len, I'm going to go on a hike. So TikTok. <laughs> and you know, what's fun is you have wet, cold, rainy because you, your, your seasons are changing and I'm, our, my world is getting hotter because I'm in Texas. So I, I can't even tell you what the temperature is, but it's a little humid and it's a little hot. I'm going to have to go put on shorts and I'm going to sweat in my hike. I'm sure. <laughs> so today. We're going to talk about one of my favorite things, which is creative confidence. I'm excited. Seriously, uh, just so y'all know, we have a lot of topics, some topics we actually prepare for, and then some, topic, some, blah, blah, some topics we just sit down and talk about. And, and I actually think that's really fun because it feels really fresh for us. So this is one of those, creative confidence. So. Initial thoughts, Len? My first thought with confidence and, well, in particular, creative confidence is how it changes over time, how it comes in waves. And uh, some days I wake up and uh, I'm incredibly focused, working hard. Um, and with that clarity and presence, I find myself incredibly focused on um, creativity and things just flow out of me so, so beautifully and easily. And then there are other times in my life where it blocks up and I somehow lose, I lose parts of that in my life and then that seeps into my creative confidence and I find myself pulling back and not taking as many risks. So for me... It's not something that's just up there and going all the time. It really depends on the day, on the mood, on the weather, on my camera and uh, the rest of my life. So, Don't you feel like that's kind of how our lives go, like up and down? I mean, some days I'm like full of confidence and then other days I'm like, yeah, a lot of what I'm doing sucks. But then I pull... I. <laughs> Seriously, if y'all think that we're super confident all the time, this is false. <laughs> so, uh, which is probably why we want to talk about this. But one of the things that I've been doing is instead of, instead of telling myself how terrible it is that I feel this way, that I'm maybe not as confident as I have felt in the past, I just have been telling myself it's not a problem. Because I think it's really important to just accept where we are sometimes and accept that some days are going to feel like, you know, 
You're just not going to feel so sure about yourself or what you're doing. And some days you're going to feel really amazing about what you're doing. I find that, yes, there are natural ebbs and flows to how we feel, but also I feel that sometimes how I feel about my work or my confidence in my work sometimes wanes depending on how big of a thing I'm doing. So, so, I mean, do you find that Len, if it's something, you know, like if it's something I've never done before. So you're talking about the, the artwork. Yeah. Like the process of it and the doing of it, it, it's, if I've never done something like that before, I find myself on a little bit more of unsure ground because, you know, well, always because I'm thinking like, I don't know what I'm doing here. Here's, here's what my brain looks like. I don't know what I'm doing. Why in the world do I think I can do this? I don't know where to find out the information for this, you know, or, or whatever, or this is going to be hard. You know, I I don't know if I'm going to be able to produce what I'm thinking in my head. I don't know what that looks like for you, Lynn. I'm sure you have similar thoughts and I'm sure all of y'all have similar thoughts, but it, it always is a different sort of a flavor depending on who we are and what we're doing. It sounds like there's a lot pegged on the outcome that you're thinking about. Do I have the skills to make the outcome that I'm imagining or working towards in that? And uh, I, I notice this a lot with um, my students, actually, that they really get worried about the outcome. And uh, I try, and I'm using the word try in, in parentheses there, to back off from that. And, uh, you know, what's wrong if it doesn't? come out the way that we want, or it turns out up and, and turns out to be something other than what we imagine. So uh, one of the words that kept coming up for me as you were talking there is acceptance. Uh, mm-hmm. That One is accepting that we have these ebbs and flows, and uh, uh, the other is accepting that the artwork will live in its own way. <laughs> and no matter how much we try to shove it and, and twist it and, and shove it into our box that we imagine it to be, that it actually ends up in, a, in its own sort of world and life. And this acceptance about it being its own thing actually gives me confidence to let go of worrying about where the outcome or what it's going to be like and then just play with it. and. Yes, it ebbs and flows with the rest of my life, of course, the different projects I'm working on, how important they are. I'll give a little example. I had a very, very short time to make a photo book, like um, 24 hours. Uh, I had to make decisions incredibly quick. It it is, isn't it? So I had to make (laughs) decisions really, really quickly. And not worry about the consequences of the decisions, like which one, which artworks will I put in and which ones will I leave out. And the same decision-making for the same sort of book could have gone on for six months or a year in this worrying about whether it's going to be good enough and have I got enough work and uh, what's it going to look like and what's the flow going to be. But, hey, I'm in a rush. Um, Yes, 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 put them in, look through them. Um, print them all out. You know, I put a paper clip on the book 
before I bind it, let it sit overnight, go through it another day and like, oh, that one doesn't really fit there and move them around and then, oh, that one isn't as good as the rest. And so I'm just going to pull that one out right now at the last minute. So that forced me to make decisions really quickly without thinking. And it's that thinking that, and that worry that really destroys my confidence that I overthink and over worry and get really caught up in, oh, is it going to be good enough? Is it going to be, or I think another one there is over imagining it's to be finished instead of allowing it to unfold in your hands. How's that ringing for you there, B- uh, Brie? I feel... <laughs> I feel like this is crossing over into our conversation about perfection now. <laughs> <laughs> well, and here's the thing is, I, I love, I love, I've just thought of like five different things to say while you were talking about your book. One is <laughs> I want to point out that you made, there's a couple things going on that I see. One is you made quick decisions right? It's super important to when, when we want to like create confidence to just make decisions and not like overthink them and not second guess ourselves, just make the decision, move on, make the decision, move on. Right. And then also not worrying about if it's perfect or not. You're, and I love that you had this timeline because you're like, eh, I could, I could make it more perfect, but this is how this is, it's going to just going to have to be this good enough. And I also want to point out, I think with this particular project and sure, you know, I think it's important to recognize that you already had some confidence in what you were doing. You, you were like, I've done this, uh, this kind of book before. I haven't made this exact one, but I have made books before. So I kind of know the direction that I want to head in. You are more experienced at culling through images and, you know, choosing. And even, even I've watched you, Len, uh, you know, choose images and you're like, well, I love, I actually love almost all my work. You know, the, the work that you say is stamped <laughs> good enough. You just like, you're like, I love this. I love this. I love this so much. Look how gorgeous this is. And that's just as, I think that's just an amazing quality. And, but also I think I lost my train of thought with this. Um, but also that's really important to remember and remind ourselves of what we do know and how we are going, like being successful, like these things that I already know can, are going to contribute to creating an outcome that I'm going to enjoy no matter what it is. Like I might not know how it's going to turn out back to your point about the, the end. I love thinking about this when I'm in that state where I'm like, I don't know how it's going to turn out. I don't know all the things you guys should see my face. (laughs) I want to remind myself that it's possible that whatever it is that I can trust myself to do the work so that whatever it is that comes out at the end is even better than I could have imagined it. I actually love thinking that, you know, I'm going to trust myself to just do one thing at a time and it could turn out even better than I imagine because how often do we actually create work that's that we imagine? Len, do you create work that you imagine in your own head a lot? That's been a, an, an incredibly long and interesting journey of um, letting go this idea of pre-visualization or visualization because uh, that was what I was taught. And when I worked with film, 
uh, I was only taking a few photographs in a day. I was incredibly anal and, and imagining everything and working so hard to do that in my mind. And then today, you know, all those years later, I'm much more happy just to experiment and see what happens and, and just let, let things progress. And so, no, I've actually moved such a long way from this visualization notion mm. and working with what I have and experimenting and seeing what happens and then which I, another thing that I've talked about there is letting go the emotions of the taking of the photo and separating that from the processing and the evaluation so there's often a a very long period of letting photos sit I just had a shoot a few weeks ago and um my friends are asking for the photos oh can you send the photo that I'm in over to me and I haven't been ready to look at them because I still had that disappointment in their quality and what they were and they weren't what I imagined. And so, yes, there's a little bit of that stuff still going on in my mind, but I'm, it's something that I'm working on to get rid of and just to, well, they are what they are and they're, they'll be beautiful in their own way and I don't need to hang on to what I wanted them to be. And I think that that's a huge catch that trips me over in that process. And if it trips me over, I lose confidence. So, you know, when you have a, you, you, know, you might be skiing and you have a crash, you get up. Uh, sometimes you can get up and just keep going again and it doesn't affect you. But other times it can totally rattle you and you go back down the skill levels and you're scared. and. You lose that confidence and um, uh, you think, oh, I'm not as uh, good at taking risks as, or, uh, or as confident as I could be. So I, this is where the mental game really comes in, doesn't it? Because it's all in our minds. How did you know how I ski? <laughs> <laughs> and I honestly... That's how I, I ski. I was talking about myself, Brie. Oh, <laughs> well, I my people like to do all kinds of crazy things. And this is such a side digression, but uh, maybe it's not so much, but I do not like to take the risk. I don't want to get hurt. And my goal is actually not to fall. So, so if I fall, this is a big problem because I don't want to twist an ankle and blah, blah, blah. Side note, my husband broke his back once snowboarding. So I know the terrible things. He's fine. He's just fine. But I know some of the terrible things can happen when you're, you know, doing adventure things. So anyway, but yeah, I think there's confidence. Like, I think a lot of the things that we do contribute to our confidence. And I love, um, actually love what you said about allowing and experimenting and how you, you feel more happy. I think there's a, an ease that we feel when we have more confidence and, um, we've already touched on some of the, okay. So I teach, I teach these workshops. I'm, you know, I'm not going to not talk about this, right? (laughs) I am going to talk about this. So I teach these (laughs) workshops. They're actually called creative confidence workshops, but we touch on perfectionism. We touch on making decisions. We talk about what other people say that might influence your confidence, you know, the feedback that you, that you get and you know how, and it's all on how we think about it. It's not ever, by the way, what anyone says, 
no one can say anything that can make you have less confidence. Is that, I feel like this is a newsflash for some of y'all. <laughs> so, but I it's what we make it. I think you're going to have to explain that one, Brie. I know, right? Okay, but well, let me pause on you that put one. put yourself out there now. I know. So, but the last one, the la- our last week is my favorite because we do talk about our successes because you want to find ways that you're successful. You want to find ways that you're going right. Like I just said about your book, Len, you know, you already know some of the things that you are good at. You know, you like, you know how to do this stuff. You, you're like, oh, this is going well. Like, oh, the glue worked, you know, like (laughs) I know exactly how to do this. Um, I've done it before. See how successful I've been. And so it's really helpful to remind ourselves of that. And it actually doing that in, it really does increase our confidence a lot to find all the ways that we're going right. So it's, it's a really good practice. If you haven't done it in a while and you're feeling kind of down, you just go and list like 10 ways, 10 ways you've been successful over the past, whatever. I don't care. I don't care what the timeline is, a month, a year, whatever. If I just find 10 ways and it will show you that you're actually doing like some really good things. Okay. So you want to know how other people don't affect us? Is that the right way to say Mm. it? I don't know. Uh, Because people (laughs) say to me, you know, you need a thicker skin. (laughs) And I'm really proud of my thin skin because of <laughs> my emotional sensitivity, I believe, is part of um, something that comes through in my art. And I don't want to ruin that by having a thicker skin. So, yes, I'd love some advice on that, Brie. <laughs> well, I see, like, I could see how you want to have, uh, you want to be close to your emotions and your art. I think that is part of what makes your art really lovely is because it's so infused with your own emotions, right? But I think it is, it can be problematic when someone says something about our work that we don't like and we make it mean something about like our art or who we are. And it's, I'm trying to figure out how to explain this without taking you through my whole workshop. (laughs) So, but Remember the, remember the square squad that we talked about? Yes, I do. Yeah, it's that. It's exactly that. Some people we care about and some people it's just, they're just words. We don't have to make what anyone says about our stuff mean anything. It doesn't have to cut down our confidence or put us, throw us into self-doubt. Like, honestly, if someone said your work is boring to me. I don't even know. No one's ever said anything terrible. What's the worst thing someone could say about my art? I have no idea. Honestly. I mean, I actually, okay. I actually have received some criticism on Facebook and this, it was a photographer that anyway, I don't know if you know, but he had said, oh, well, there's these things. And this is unsolicited by the way. And, and he said, I, there's more to say, but maybe I should send an email. (laughs) And I thought, oh, there's so much terrible things that you have to send me an email about my whole work. (laughs) So anyway, what happened was I just kind of let it sit there because I didn't want to respond right away because I wanted to take time. And I also knew that no matter what he said, that I wasn't going to make it mean that that 
image was any less than I thought it was. I had mm. already decided I loved the work and I, and I had decided that no matter what anyone else said that I wasn't, it wasn't that I wasn't going to necessarily care. It just, I didn't make, have to make it mean that it actually was those things that someone else was saying. So um, anyway, he, someone called him to task and he removed his comments because no one <laughs> likes FYI people. People don't love it when you give unsolicited feedback. Mm. We just don't. Mm. We like it when we ask for it and then you give it. So, but if you are getting unsolicited feedback or even if you're getting solicited feedback and someone says something about your work that you don't like, think of it, think, think of it as this gift that you've been given to re-decide to love your work, no matter what anyone else says. I love that thought. It's it's interesting because it's the that's the feedback that's labeled to you personally is mm -hmm. the stuff that is really destructive I find and uh not actually about the comment the or the um or the artwork itself. I I when I'm teaching this I and people I'm teaching people to critique uh, I really teach people to uh hold ownership of the comment and and the the feedback and saying well you know i is one of the huge catchholes isn't it i i think or for me or i believe or if it was my work i would do this is another way of putting things or to do that but i had a recent one and um the person actually used the word arrogant it was removed from the comment with the word that it became so, so personal to me. And um, that upset me for six months. Like it wasn't a little, a little bump. And it was also where I was in, in the world mm. at the time I was struggling and uh, emotionally um, in a bad place. So it was like a, a tipping point that sent me over into a, a tailspin and, and knocked the confidence out of me. Uh, this is to do with my writing. And I stopped and, you know, it's been six months and I still haven't got back and into the same level of writing that I had from the moment of that one comment that labeled me as being arrogant for something that actually wasn't even an arrogant thing to be saying. It was an observation and uh, uh, it was targeted at what's interesting in the world. <laughs> rather than putting anyone down. So uh, confidence is a, an incredibly weird and strange sort of thing to, to deal with. And part of it comes as to where you are as to how you're actually able to deal with it. I agree. But that's like their I, external I can, things. Right. And I can see like if we're in a space where, like you were talking about, where we're where we feel more vulnerable, where we're not really able to like, it, this has happened to me before too. Um, you know, we're not really able to handle the, the, you know, what someone else is saying, cause we're in this like more fragile spot. And sometimes we, I think sometimes we are, you know, um, I usually just make those comments mean that someone else is just a mean jerk face. <laughs> And if you want to take my words and be like, that person's just a mean jerk face and it means nothing about me, you can go ahead and take that. <laughs> <laughs> or fill in the blank with jerk face. I don't usually cuss. Lynn, 
you could say something different. (laughs) (laughs) Well, on the other side of all this is um, when we critique our work internally and decide Mm -hmm. that it's no good and that we're not meeting up to our own expectations. So there's the external, you know, validation that we, we seek, you know, when, particularly when we show people our work, we really, really, really enjoy that exhibiting and showing and um, getting lavished with loves and, and how wonderful our work is. But on the internal side, like is this work actually good enough um, for me as a person and what I'm doing. And um, my confidence with that also goes up and down, which is quite fascinating because uh, like the skiing, if you have a failure, it can actually rattle you. Like if you go out and have a whole morning, and I say this to my students, give yourself permission not to take photos or to make art today. Give yourself permission to make bad art Give yourself permission to take risks and uh, let go of this idea that you have to come home or come back from a a holiday or a trip or a a period in your studio um, with beautiful, productive um, artworks that you've made in that time that you're there. So once you start to let go of that and that every little one that surfaces that is beautiful is a gift rather than critiquing every failure as a, as a negative one, uh, I find that that actually really helps with my confidence. You know, this is interesting that you bring this up. And I do, uh, I do love thinking about all this internal work. You know, I do. I was recently <laughs> with a friend, one, one of the ladies that I went to New Mexico with, I was chatting with her and she said, Oh, I love my work. I sometimes go into my Lightroom catalog and just scroll through and see all my amazing photos or something like that. I can't like paraphrase her, but I thought I've been thinking about that ever since. Cause it's totally not arrogant. I want her to be absolutely in love with her work. And I've been thinking about that and I'm like, how can I capture some of that for myself, because I realized that I'm really hard on myself. Like I go through my, I'll go through my Lightroom catalog. And by the way, we're talking about photography, but you all know if you're artists or you're anything else, you all know, just fill in photo, photo or photography with whatever it is that you do. You know, this all translates, right? So I'll go through my Lightroom catalog and go, oh, I don't, I don't know about that trip. I might have one, you know? And so I think I've been really hard on myself, you know? And I'm like, how can I, my, my new question for myself is how can I be more in love with my own work? How can I make it so that I want to open my Lightroom cat, my catalog and just drool over my images or go on my gallery on my website and be like, yeah, I did that, you know, because I find myself going, I guess I'll put those together. Do you know what I'm saying? And so I, that's something I'm actually working on right now that I'm, I wouldn't call it a struggle, but this is a new observation for me. And I, I love that. And so now I'm really, now I'm more focused on that. I want to love my work. I don't think I have to love everything back to what you were saying, Len. I don't think I have to love everything. 
I think I can judge some of the stuff, not usable. And also it doesn't, that's not bad. You know, we're, if you're making digital images or you're making whatever, sometimes you're going to make work that you just don't, you just is whatever. And it's all part of the process, right? Mm, and it doesn't mm. have to mean anything about your work, that your work is terrible. And so this is what I'm reminding myself of right now while I tell you all these things. I've got an exercise for you, Bree. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> You're in? Go and buy yourself yeah. a box of paper that you can afford. Um, so it doesn't <laughs> have to be an expensive box or whatever. And, um, you know, some money that you can easily afford to to not be stressed about and um, go and print the whole box of photographs into physical prints of ones that you haven't printed before. And like a box okay. is about 25 usually, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, you've immediately got a goal and the goal's fixed because it's a whole box that I'm telling you. And then in your finances that you might go, I can afford a box of 100 or 500, but um, you might want to buy a box of 10. That's okay too. But um, Someone Venmo me $40 and so I can get a box. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, can, I think I um, might have. I have some. Make, make actual prints and then put them around the house and um, put them up and actually sit them on your table and just allow yourself to enjoy them. And by having a goal of printing so many and um, – putting them out and actually finishing them and making that decision that these are good enough to spend or however many dollars it is to do a print, you will find, I think, and this is the challenge in that, but you'll find reward in that. And uh, I find that so many people do find an incredible reward getting it off the computer and actually getting it into your hand and do that. And like if you were a watercolour painter, um, going back through your catalog and pulling out, you know, 10 prints or 10 paintings and actually just putting them around and, and, and seeing them again and, and looking at them and living with them and having them with you, that there will be a, a confidence kick. That's uh, a, a little shot in the arm of, uh, uh, of self-love for your work. You know, I feel a little bit stressed about this assignment. <laughs> but here's, <laughs> I think, I actually think anything yes. that you yes, feel, you yeah. that's yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think anything you feel a little uneasy about is totally fine. It's, it's just fine on my nervous system. So, but when some of the things that are going just, just for complete transparency, some of the things that are going through my head are 25. How will I decide which 25, like which ones are good enough? Like, how am I going to decide? And I see myself, like actually I'm visualizing myself struggling to, uh, is this one better than this one? Is this one better than this one? And I, I think I'm, there's no wrong choices here. No, of course so, not. Right. But, but in my, I think sometimes when we're like, you know, when we're doing this kind of stuff, we think somehow there is. And so maybe at this point, I want to remind myself there's no wrong choices. What else can you think of that I might want to like? Oh, okay. Um, thinking about having just, let's take, pick the number 25 is in our box that we're going to go okay. and make. Okay. 
Like, do you actually choose all 25 of them before you start? And I oh. think that, that could be problematic in itself. And printing one every day and just choosing one and printing it and making sure you have to do it and making that decision and then the one that you print then will inform the next one subconsciously or even consciously making the decision. So rather than 25 is this huge impossible task (laughs) when we nail it down to like, yeah, I've got to print one today. Which one do I feel like today? And I've got to print it out and it suddenly becomes much easier. So when I'm working on a book or any of these things, it's finding that little starting point and then following on from it. And, you know, there's no wrong answer. So you can't print a wrong one. And this is part of this confidence, isn't it? That if we, it has to be perfect and uh, I can't reverse this decision, but you bought the box of paper, you're going to print them all after you've done this. And maybe it's taken 25 days and you've done one a day. You look at all of them and one or two rises to the surface as brilliant. And they don't all have to be. And, you know, that's the one that you're going to frame and put on your wall to to keep reminding you of how beautiful your work is and to keep you going on this journey of growth and uh, continued creativity. I love it. Okay. And I also decided that every image I print, I'm going to love it. So maybe one or two rise to the very top, but whatever I print, I'm going to decide to love. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I've even Even if I see that there's, even if I decide there's flaws in it, I'm still Mm. going to love it. So I think this, I actually think that will be the work that whatever I decide that I, that I will love and I will think is good. Oh, I have to decide it's good enough to print and then I will love it. Okay. Mm. That's my assignment. I'm working on that. Cause I, I, I'm not, I don't know if I like could think that right now. I think it's possible for me to go, oh yeah, I could love all my work right now. (laughs) But anyway, what were you saying? And you could make, like you could buy, um, five by seven inch paper. It doesn't have to be a huge expensive sheets of paper it's you know they could be small beautiful things that live in a in a beautiful box they don't have to be um bigger than ben-hur i am um, can oh, i you tell you what that I've... kind of stuff too <laughs> <laughs> i uh, i found a, a a beautiful leather portfolio case um that fits a four or what's that eight by ten inch prints and I thought, oh, that's so gorgeous. I, I need to, I, I want that. So I went and bought it and now I'm considering which paper to buy for it. And I'll buy um, enough paper to fill this portfolio up. And then I'm going to print um, and fill this, this lovely little leather portfolio up with my work. And the reason that I, I'm doing it in this particular size is I can put it in my suitcase and easily carry it with me. And I can have maybe a few hundred prints. I'm hoping if I do it on nice, thin Japanese washi paper and they're small enough, I can fit quite a large number in this beautiful box. Um, Well, it's actually a leather sachet that I fell in love with how it was made and the look of it and all those sort of things. Uh, The next is to do that. But 
this also came across from another idea that I had, and uh, this is part of my aging sort of process as well. And I thought I should invest in a, in a thousand sheets of paper and set the goal up high, and so that I actually print. A, a really large number of my work and set them aside and have them as prints rather than leaving them on the computer. And I've thought of like, let's, let's pick out a large number and actually do this process and, you know, do 20 a day or um, spit out as many as I can and just put my head down for a period of time and really work at printing as much as I can to get it out. And the reason for this is to to build up this confidence in it. You know, as we go mm. back and we look at the work and we see it as prints, as a photo comes out of the, the inkjet printer, I get so excited. Oh, my God, that's so beautiful and isn't that pretty? And, oh, I'm so good at what I do. And this is the conversation that goes on in my head. And then that, converse, that confidence then flows on out into the production work, into the doing, okay. into the making. Okay. I did this recently. I printed some images for a friend. I visited her, I don't know, last week. And, and I brought her a couple of images from Zion National Park. I printed some black and white, but I, here's the thing. I used paper that I had never used before. Okay. So if you don't know about printing, you have to download new profiles and put them on your computer. And then you don't know how it's going to turn out. You know, is it going to be, there's going to be too much contrast, not enough contrast, is color going to be weird? You know, all of, the, all of those kind of things. And I printed them. I want to say, like my brain wants to say perfectly, but like I was so happy with them. They came out of the printer and I was like, done. Awesome. And, and I was like, oh my gosh, I, I have learned so much. I even told my husband, I'm so proud of myself. I've learned so much about printing and done this work that I could just go and do this. And I mean, honestly, I was a little surprised that I got it right, like right and saying that in quotes the first time. It's not necessarily an accident. You know, I've been, I've been doing this. I know, I knew exactly what to do. And, you know, I knew how to like set it all up on my computer so I could get it right where it was going to go on the paper and blah, blah, blah. And that really increased my confidence. Even every time I do something like this, it increases my confidence to do the next one. Like, I'm like, oh, now I can do that. You know what I mean? And maybe I have a problem, but maybe I don't, you know, it just makes things a lot easier. So in this conversation, we've broken it down to one is the pro like, like having confidence in ourselves and who we are and how we, um, how we actually do the work. You know, I trust myself to just put one foot forward to create the art that, you know, create art. That's going to be amazing or whatever it is that you want to think about yourself, right? That we trust ourselves in the process. We also, we also can have confidence in our work like our finished work and some of the thinking around that, what other people think about our stuff, what we think about our work when it's finished. And then also, you know, then that also reflects internally too, like how, you know, when we're looking at our work, what kind of judgments are we making about it? And do we have confidence in our, then I think it kind of circles back to the beginning, like with the <laughs> internal, right. Then, cause we, we're constantly in this process of, in this circle of, of this create, produce, 
internalize and then back around again. I mean, sure, there's like some fancy name for it, but I want to have, I'm always tweaking my confidence levels in all of the places, you know, and we just found a little hole for me of where I might want to create more confidence by doing this printing work, you know? Mm. It's a, it's a, I see that as a very simple learning cycle, an experiential learning cycle, plan, do, act, reflect, um, plan again. And uh, there's, there's two cognitive parts there, the, the reflecting on what you've done and then also the planning for the future and, and, and putting that into practice. And um, as we're talking, we're often talking about things in the past that we've done. So that's the reflecting part. And then the planning is, well, here's an idea of what we could do into the future that might help us with these things. And uh, I think that that's a, an incredibly important cycle. And it, having taught that cycle and worked with it for my whole life as an educator, you would love it to be the beautiful circular diagram that goes around on the piece of paper that we use to teach it. But the reality is it's a... It's more like a, a spirally, wiggly, crazy line that dances all over the page and jumps between all of these different things at different moments. So you might be in the middle of doing and you might need to readjust what's going on in your mind. Or, Absolutely. Um, you might be reflecting on something and you have this incredibly brilliant idea and just pops out of, the, out of nowhere and you suddenly have to race off and start doing again and working on something. and. Uh, learning to trust the process. Uh, I really love that saying. And uh, there's a book, I've got it somewhere on my shelf called Trust the Process. And it was one that we used to always talk about as educators is uh, working with experiential learning, which is learning through doing. And because I've concentrated on that as a skill, I've managed to bring that into my art that we learn continually through making art about how to make art and how to make better art and how to grow as a person. And when we bring all those together, we're in this incredibly growing, beautiful learning environment, which isn't so focused on the art, is it, in that way? And no. when we do that and we pull ourselves back and make and consider ourselves in that, that's when it starts to really spiral off and do incredibly beautiful things. And confidence to follow it and to trust that it's going to work out is beautiful. And it's, a, it's one of the key differences in people that produce a huge amount of beautiful art is that they have a, a, this trust and uh, this confidence to keep going. Now, it's not a confidence. They might not be confident people. Like that, we're not talking about that. We're talking about this, I'm going to keep taking risks and I'm going to keep experimenting and I'm going to keep putting it out. And it's just going to keep coming out. And uh, yeah, I think it's a, it's a key competency as an, art, as an artist and a creative, I think, is uh, this internalizing and this uh, dialogue that's going on that can be negative or positive and it influences how we go off into the future. Yes. And one of the key things that I heard you say was actually in the doing. So I think our... This is longer than this podcast is longer than I thought it would be. I think <laughs> a quickie you said. Let's have no, a quickie. It's not a said. quickie. Sorry, folks, not a quickie. Um, 
but we have given you a lot to think about. I think our, I think the last thing that I think we want to touch on maybe briefly or maybe not, I don't know. You talked about doing, and here's the thing. If you're not doing there, if there's no doing, there's no growth. You don't grow by just sitting around feeling sorry for yourself or, you know, kind of <laughs> wallowing in your own self-doubt. Cause I think sometimes we do this too. I, I want to be honest here. I do this and then I don't move forward to do any sort of producing or creating. And that's not where I want to be. And I don't necessarily force myself, but I do take a pause and think about what, what in my toolbox, what in my like emotional toolbox do I have to help me now move forward? And usually it's some sort of like trust in myself. It could be reminding myself of my successes. It could, you know, it could be of such a variety of things. But if you were stuck, if we've stuck ourselves in this like self-doubt, low confidence place, and we're not actually doing the creating, then we're, we're not, you have to take that next, that next step forward. It kind of scary sometimes, right? When you feel like you're in a lot of self-doubt, you know, do you know what I mean, Len? Have you mm-hmm. felt like mm-hmm. you've felt this before, right? And I, I always just think, you know what, I, I feel so terrible about it, but I'm going to take, I'm not just going to like take a leap. I'm going to take the one step forward towards the creating. And I'm going to start putting this little circle that we talked about in action, because you got to step into it. You've got to step into the moving parts of this whole thing before you can get on that train. You know what I mean? So trust, I think there's a lot of trust we want to have in the process and trusting that we can, by the way, we said trust a lot here, trusting ourselves that we're going to be okay, no matter where we're at or matter what's, what's happening, like that is going to be okay. You can put your foot in and start, you can even start slow. I think there's a lot of, um, courage in that. I think we start with, this is my new phrase, by the way, Len, we start with courage and we finish with confidence. Because so mm-hmm. often we don't have confidence when we start, but it takes a lot of courage to just put our, to, you know, take that next step. And as you do it, you will create more. And I love, I love that idea that you don't need to have confidence to start. You just need to put your one foot forward and have mm-hmm. courage and it's okay. And be able to allow yourself to be in all of these ups and downs and all of the things and the messy business of being a creative and a human at the same time. Mm. I love the word um, put one, one foot in front of the other in this because uh, the confidence is to break it down into tiny little bits, isn't it? And, uh, mm-hmm. and trust each, each step, uh, each little component is actually going to get you on your journey and through there. And so as a photographer, there's a lot of times when that, those steps feel like they're unproductive and that's okay. And that's part of that process. And sometimes it feels like you're even going backwards, but um, trusting that, you know, there's a thousand steps in our journey and we'll we'll get through them um, in the long run. And I bet if you looked like, because I think it's important to look backwards and, and, (laughs) you know, 
and then see our successes or, you know, Mm. okay, how did this all happen? How did I get this done? How did I create this thing? How did I make this whatever come to be? And I, I want to say that so often the steps that we think at the time that are moving us backwards are actually moving us just in a different direction that helps us get to where we're going. It's not even a backwards, it's like a sidestep almost, but it feels so often like a backwards. So there's just so much um, reframing of all of the things that happen in this journey (laughs) that can help you continue to create confidence as you move forward. I, I just love talking about this so much. There's a, one last thing, if you're really, 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 really stuck and you feel like you're in a huge hole, if we're, we're talking to counsellors or psychologists, we'd, we'd suggest go and get professional help. And yes. I, I just yes, do want to finish absolutely. up on this um, idea that creatives can do that too. And uh, this is something that brings Bree and I together is our passion for mentoring people. And uh, there's so many uh, creative mentors out there to um, reach out to and uh, uh, you can actually get professional help with this. And so much of my part of my job and business is actually helping to show people where they're going right. And, uh, you know, the most common question people ask me is where should I go next? And uh, I have to irk that out of them because they know where to go next. Yes. It's just they haven't got the confidence to make that decision and to choose it. So, And I think, I think along those same lines, I think everyone has this confidence. I think we just have to look inside and find it too. Just like you're like, well, you know, you know, and I'm like, well, you know, and that I think we both feel the same. Like we, we all have it inside of us. We just, you know, we've just allowed some other things to get in our way, but we do know. And that's such a beautiful thing to know that, you know, to know that, you know, and, um, and then be able to, and then be able to just move forward a little bit with more ease. I want to say a lot, um, in addition, I think both Lynn and I have been, we've been vulnerable a lot on this podcast. And I feel like I've been especially vulnerable here, but there's really no shame in saying that, I just don't feel confident about this. Like I'm having some doubt. I'm kind of stuck and I think I need help. I, I just, I just think there's no shame in it. I think we, oh, this happens to everyone and, and it's totally part of, it's totally normal. It's part of the process. And I like, when it happens to me now, I like don't even necessarily feel bad about it. I'm like, oh yeah, that's where I'm at. It's part of it. It's all part of it. It's okay. Mm. And, and I, I think that's really lovely to think that I'm okay, even if I'm experiencing some self-doubt. Mm, very much so. Well, Bree, that's a, a wonderful place for us to end, don't you think? I think so. I think we <laughs> need to talk about this next season too. And I, I think it's great <laughs> that we can be so vulnerable uh, together here and we've got support of each other and we have a wonderful audience that uh, loves hearing about these things. And I, I know when I open up, I get quite emotional and uh, um, it's quite scary to do that, but uh, it's such a beautiful thing. So uh, I'm so pleased that we're doing this and I'm, I'm so glad that everyone is enjoying listening to us. And uh, 
Um, thank you for everyone who writes in and tells us uh, how it's helpful for them. And uh, that's really, really appreciated. That's our little bit of confidence boosting and uh, feedback that we really love. So thank you so much for that. And, yes, uh, agreed. Oh, wait, one last thing. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, go on Apple Podcasts right now and leave us a review. We would absolutely love that. I'm just saying. That Does would help Spotify our confidence. Does Spotify have a review too? <laughs> um, I don't know. Oh, I know. I think okay, Google Podcast know. does. Wherever you listen, go find a way to leave us a review. Oh, we'd if love you, that. Yeah. If you love the podcast, we would absolutely love that. So hmm. thank tell you. Your friends. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Because okay, that's well, what we want. We want more conversation. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, it's time to say goodbye. Bye, y'all. Bye. Thank you for joining us in our creative affair. If you love the passion we bring to this creative content, please support the podcast by sharing with a friend, subscribing and leaving us a review. To find out more about Bree's work, including her gorgeous photography and mentoring in her Creative Confidence Group Coaching Program, please visit her at creativemindscoach.com. If you'd like to learn more about creative photography, you can find me at lenmetcalf.com, where you can find links to my photography school, videos and publications. I would so love you to sign up to my newsletter. Well, until next time, it's time to say goodbye. <laughs>